Money doesn't always have to be so serious. Up next, Joe Salcihai shares with us some of his funny money stories and what he has learned from them. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down-to-earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. Lista? You ready? Empecemos with. Let's get started. Buenas, we are finishing up not only August, but another season as well. How are you doing? This is Jen Hempel, your host, and today we're changing things up for the fun of it. I am bringing back a prior guest so we can talk about funny money stories and what we can learn from them. I figured for today, being the last episode of the season, we would make it extra light and funny this week. In this episode, you will hear different money stories from Joe, and I will share some of my own that were either awkward, maybe scary at first. And we share with you, especially Joe, because he's got more of the stories than I do, I have shared some of the lessons he has learned since then. Let me share with you a little bit about Joe for those of you who this is your first time learning about him. He is the creator and co-host of the award-winning Stacking Benjamins podcast. Stacking Benjamins broadcasts live from Joe's mom's basement and is a really light show emphasizing easy money conversations. Joe was a financial planner for 16 years and worked in media with American Express and Ameriprise. He was Detroit's money man on the number one rated news station, WXYZ Channel 7. He's also appeared in major media channels like Business Insider, Fast Company, the Chicago Sun-Times, and the Los Angeles Times. Now, let's go have some laughs with Joe. Vamos a reírnos con Joe. Amigo Joe Salcihai, volviste. You are back. I'm back. I am back. Oh, you made it. You made the cut. I thought, I'm glad that must mean the restraining order has ended. <laughs> yes, yes, it's all good. It's all good. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Usually on the podcast with my guests, we learn about their money story. We talk to some financial experts like yourself. We do those type of things, but I wanted, because you are a funny guy. Let's face it. You're a funny guy. I don't know about that. At, uh, you are. <laughs> some of our negative reviews of the show say I'm not that funny. Well, so I'm not nearly as funny as we need to be. Well, I, I beg to differ because I had to, before we started recording, I, I have to remind you that I had to get myself together and stop laughing so much just from the conversation we had. So I beg to differ. So today I wanted to focus because we do talk about money stories on the podcast, but some of them are dramatic. Some of them we learn from. Let's focus on funny money stories. Speaking of you being funny. And uh, what are some funny stories that you've had? And maybe we can dive into some of the lessons that you have learned from them. Well, I like these because I think we all have funny money stories. But I think like some of my favorite comedians have said, it's about identifying the funny in the situation. And a lot of times at the time, like as we tell these stories, the stories that you and I may tell back and forth aren't funny at first. 
But I think the comedian's way of looking at the world is a little different way. Like if a comedian is somehow in a place where they have no money, their car's broken down, they don't know anybody and they don't know the language where everybody else is thinking, man, I'm screwed. The comedian's thinking, oh, if I get out of this alive, this is going to be a kick-ass story. You know, <laughs> they're, they're totally thinking that way instead. And I like it. You know, everybody takes money very seriously, right. as you know. And if, and if we lighten up a little bit and kind of laugh at our mistakes, you start to realize everybody makes mistakes. And from that point of view, I was a financial planner for 16 years, Jen, and I got to see everybody's mistakes. And I'll tell you, we're all making way more mistakes. We are making so many more mistakes than we let on that we're making. All people want to talk about is their wins. Right. Usually people that focus completely on their wins, that's all they're doing. So let me give you an example of something that we've all done. And I'm not going to tell you what the thing is at first, but, th but this happened to my dad. And my dad took my brother and I out to buy my mom a Christmas present. And of course, my dad, being your average dude, waits until Christmas Eve to do this. And because, you know, no pressure. Right. <laughs> and, and as we're going through the mall, my dad is picking up stuff going, do you think you'd be offended if like he doesn't even care, Jen, if my mom is going to like the gift or not? It's just, do you think she'll be offended? And I don't know, because I'm like nine and my brother's <laughs> seven. So as if, no, I don't think she's offended if you get her an iron and an ironing board. Of course she's offended. <laughs> But, but I didn't know. I'm like, yeah, sounds good to me. But anyway, he didn't buy anything yet. He can't figure out what to buy. So we decided to go out to lunch. And he takes us to this little known exclusive restaurant called Pizza Hut. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'm familiar with it. High-end exclusive place. And so we're sitting at Pizza Hut. We have a fantastic time. I still remember we had some laughs and a good time. And the bill comes. And my dad goes to reach in his right back pocket. And then he pauses. And then he kind of leans the other way and leans to his back left pocket. And we lived in Michigan, so it was kind of cold out. So no problem. He goes to his coat, pats down the right pocket, and then pats down the left pocket. And I'm still not really paying any attention to it. Like I said, I'm nine. Who knows? And my dad then leans forward and he looks at my brother and says, Tony, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to the bathroom and count to 10 and then go out to the car and sit in the back seat. Make sure you buckle your seatbelt. My brother's like, why, dad? He goes, don't ask questions. Just do it. Oh, my gosh. So my brother gets up, goes to the bathroom. And then a little bit later, we see my brother go out the door. Doesn't even look at us. Just goes out the door, sits in the back seat. My dad's looking out the window, sees him in the back seat, turns to me and goes, Joey, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to the bathroom and count to 10. I'm like, why, dad? This is weird. No, it's not weird. Go to the bathroom, then go out to the car and sit next to your brother. Make sure you put your seatbelt on. What, what the heck? So we do it and uh, I go out and I'm sitting in the back seat next to my brother. He's like, do you know what's going on? I'm like, no, do you know what's going on? I don't know. All of a sudden you see the door fly open and here comes my dad hightailing it. Oh my gosh. It's a hut. And he turns that car over so fast. Yeah. The time my dad taught me about dining and dashing at age nine because he forgot his wallet. And so what happened afterwards? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> That's the entire story. Oh I told gosh. that story. I, well, I'll tell you what happened later. The, the, there was no lesson attached to that. And my dad didn't want to talk about it. M my dad managed a bunch of people working at General Motors his entire career. And people often would come up to me at parties and say, your dad's the best manager I ever had, which was flattering and was really cool. And, and I get that. My dad's a great guy. But people were telling all kinds of stories at his retirement party. And, and it was kind of a roast. So, of course, I stood up and, and I said, here's the honorable and honest guy that my dad is. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And I told that story and he was so angry. (laughs) Jen, he wasn't a little angry. He was so angry. I told the story of when we dined and dashed. Oh my gosh. But that's a fantastic story. Speaking of a dashing, uh, recently, actually, we were on a road trip somewhere. I don't know where we were at. And I don't always carry cash. Don't, I mean, I try to have, try to get better. Don't always carry cash. And of course, we come across, we're about to enter a toll who what? They only accept cash. And here we are, we're going back and forth with my, my husband's driving. We're back and forth. Do you have, you know, whatever it was, $5 or whatever it was? No, do you? And we're here scrambling the change to see if we could come up with $5 and change. Oh. They were mainly pennies. And then just nonchalantly in the back, my oldest son, he's like, mom, remember the money that you gave me for something that uh, like a movie that didn't go? I have it in my wallet. But we had been already talking and having this bit back and forth kind of bickering. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Because are we just going to run through? And he just nonchalantly said, I've got $20 here. I'm like, really? Did it take that long for you to tell us? Because we were literally having to make a decision. Like, what are we going to do? I got you covered. (laughs) Right. How cool is that when the voice in the back seat's got mom and dad covered? Well, that's that's fantastic. But I'm like, it it took him forever to tell us that. Or it felt like forever. You should have said, hey, you want to cover my retirement too, please? I know. I know. And for me, the lesson is something that I've been trying to get better is to carry cash. There's that saying of, you know, keep $100 in your wallet. But the problem I've been having is that I spend it because I'm not accountable to myself with cash. So I'm trying to find a better way of like a better hiding spot in my wallet, how, you know, hide money from myself. So I don't remember. And then I don't remember that I don't have it. Like that's not going to do anybody any good. Uh, so that's, cause that's what'll happen is you'll hide the money someplace and then you forget where you hid it. Right. And then you can't, and then you can't remember. You got no idea. Oh, I am a pro at the house of hi- of hiding things and from myself. I put it because I'm so organized. I put it away so well that I hide it from myself and I can't remember where it was. So that's how it is. If you're organized with the memory, that would be, that'd be even better. Oh my no, goodness. It's, no, it's funny that you, that, that you tell that story because it reminds me of another car story. We were taking a trip out to Yellowstone and this is, this is just a nightmare. This nightmare is called read the contract ahead of time. You know, we're, we're going to put all these miles on this car And I was thinking about the state of our cars at the time, and we didn't really have a big enough car. We wanted to pack some camping supplies. We had four of us. We're headed from Michigan, where I lived at the time, all the way out to Yellowstone and then down to Rocky Mountain National Park. We're going to go to Dinosaur National Monument. So do whitewater rafting. But it's this long, fantastic trip. And I got this brilliant idea. Why wouldn't I see what it costs to rent a car to do that instead? So I find out that all the rental agencies fairly expensive, except for enterprise. And enterprise comes in so much cheaper that I feel like a million bucks because I'm smart enough to recognize that enterprise is the way we got to go. So I sign up for enterprise. This may be a month before the trip. The day of the trip comes, I get my bags all packed. Everything's ready. Now I just got to go down to enterprise and rent the car. So Cheryl drops me off at the rental car place. I go up to the counter yeah, we're headed on on a family trip. Luckily, Jen, I didn't say where we were going because <laughs> the person, while they're having me sign everything, they said, okay, and this waiver says you're not going to drive it out of the Michigan, Indiana, 
Ohio, <laughs> Illinois area. You'll only go into these four states. And I stopped for just a second before signing that, 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 that this is true. By the way, this podcast makes me sound like I'm a giant liar. <laughs> like my family, we're just a bunch of liars. But that's not the case at all. But here I've got, I mean, just imagine I've got this family of four waiting for a trip. I don't know what it's going to cost someplace else to rent a car. I have carefully budgeted for this trip down to the penny so we don't get into a bunch of credit card debt. And this might have even been during the time when I really, I had sworn off credit cards. So I might not have even had any credit cards at this time or any line of credit that I could go to. So I'm, I mean, just enough for whatever I needed to put on this uh, rental car agreement. And that was it. So who knew? So all these thoughts are swirling, like we're leaving today. What the hell am I going to do right now? So I signed it. All right. And then I get this. So it's a, it's a Ford Explorer. And I take this thing and I fill it full of camping equipment as the kids are putting stuff in. I'm like, no, I'll put it in because I don't want any damage to this car. None, 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 none. I don't want any excuse for them to ask me a bunch of questions. And then the whole way out to Yellowstone and doing this amazing trip, I am neurotic because of the fact that I'm way outside, way outside of the, what I agreed to. And if anybody hits me, like I'm a financial planner at that time. I mean, I was maybe four years into financial planning, but I was long enough into it to know how insurance law works and how this was not going to go my way. If even some random car came out of nowhere and hit me, right? Even if it's not my, my fault, I'm in big trouble because I'm so far out of the jurisdiction. So we finished the trip and on the way home, I'm thinking, something I should have thought beforehand, how am I going to explain all these miles? <laughs> if I've stayed in this little tiny area, how am I going to explain a drive from Michigan to Wyoming down to Colorado and back? Like, what am I going to do? So I make up in my head this long, stupid story about how my brother was moving to the upper peninsula of Michigan. Oh my gosh. And that's why we needed the SUV. And we made, I did the math, Jen. We made six trips to the northern part of the UP and back, and that was going to explain all the miles if they had any question. So, and this was back before GPS inside the cars. Yes, <laughs> thank God. And yeah. I was really thinking this story was going to take the turn of you didn't go to Yellowstone and you had this fantastic trip within those vicinities, and you that you discovered these new areas and within those borders. That's where I thought this was going to. You actually took it to Yellowstone. I want to quickly share a message about this week's sponsor, Care Of. One thing that is important to me like you is my health. And one of the ways I take care of it is by supplementing my diet with vitamins. But when I go to the store, I have no clue where to start because of too many choices. Care Of takes care of this. It is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. They make it simple with a five-minute quiz to find out exactly what you need, and a portion of every sale goes to the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins, and vegan and vegetarian supplement options are available. Besides the fantastic quiz where I could customize what vitamins I wanted based on my personal goals, which are making sure my hair, skin, and bones stay healthy, I absolutely love how informative their website was and the different options available with ingredients I understood. And the personalized packaging with your name and a nice quote to start the day adds a really nice appeal. 
If vitamins have been on your mind and you want an easier way to choose them, be sure to visit TakeCareOf.com for 25% off your first month and use the code HERMONEYMATTERS. Again, that is TakeCareOf.com. Use the code HERMONEYMATTERS and let me know when you try it. What did your wife say after all this? Well, because I like your story better, but we bought tickets to things. We'd, we'd made reservations that were non-refundable because we made them early. So we got a discount and they were non-refundable. So if it wouldn't have been for that, I probably should have done what you said. But no, 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 no. I was ready to lie, cheat, and steal all the way oh my back, goodness. back and forth. So, that is so crazy. This story's not done. Oh, I didn't. It's not, oh my gosh. I want to hear it then. <laughs> because imagine I got to take this car back to the rental agency. That so I've true. got this story in my head. I'm all ready. We empty out the car. I take it back to Enterprise and I'm walking up to Enterprise and my heart, I think everybody can hear my heart. You know that there's that Edgar Allan Poe, the telltale heart, where he thinks everybody can hear his heart beating super loud. Like I'm thinking that as I'm walking in and this woman, I still remember, I mean, this is forever ago. My kids are 23 now and they were maybe, I don't know, eight. And uh, I remember walking in and the woman says, hey, how's it going? I said, great. Just returning my car. I said, oh, did you enjoy the car? Yes, we did. Thank you very much. She said, oh, what was it? I said, oh, we took a little little family trip. And she didn't even ask, where'd you go? She goes, oh, that sounds like fun. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I didn't have to lie about that. She goes, okay, I'm just going to run out and check the mileage and I'll be right back. Oh my God. So now I am going to wet my pants because she's out checking the mileage and she's going to look at the before mileage and the after mileage and go, yeah, well, you got some explaining to do. Mm -hmm. So she, she walks out. I see her walk around the car looking for dents and stuff. And then I see her open up the back, which we did have some scratches in the back. So I thought, oh man, my camping equipment. Nope. And then she goes up to the front, checks the mileage, comes back inside, looks at me, smiles and says, everything looks great. Have a great day. Wow. And sometimes it's just that from doing that so much, it's like you become just so robotic. Okay, write down, but you're not really connecting the dots. I think, you know, unless it was someone who was just maybe fresh on the job, right? New on the job that they're really crossing their I's and T's. But yeah, she was just kind of, she did what she was told in terms of like, just write down the mileage, not to necessarily check it how far they drove. Yeah. The lesson for me though, Jen, was A, know yourself. Like Mm -hmm. me and and lying. I even just telling that story about my dad dining and dashing make him and I both uncomfortable, even though I think it's funny now. <laughs> well, at the time it wasn't funny at all. But, but, but even, even this story, like so uncomfortable worrying about that the entire trip. Like if I would have read the fine print ahead of time and if I would have recognized, and this is often the case financially, if you're pricing out a bunch of stuff, like I did these rental cars and one is a lot cheaper than the other, it might be because you're not comparing apples to apples, which in this case was exactly it. Sure, it was unlimited mileage, but it was only in that four-state area. Mm-hmm. Everybody else I was looking at was, no, 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 take the car wherever the hell you want to go, and, and you were good. So read the fine print. Absolutely. No, I agree. You always have to read that fine print, even though sometimes it's hard to find and hard to read and sometimes hard to understand. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> you're but like, What? I certainly understood Ohio, Indiana, <laughs> Illinois. Yes, that yeah, that's that's that shouldn't be hard to understand. <laughs> that is too funny. And I know I had alluded before to uh, since you were a financial planner at one point in your life. Um, funny client money stories. 
Well, this is the thing. The most often asked question that I would get from clients was, so this is probably unique or this is probably something you haven't seen before. And the answer is, nope, pretty much seen it all. Like uh, if you ask, oh, I, we, I have more credit card debt than anybody you've seen, I'm sure. No, you don't. Nope. <laughs> Uh, or man, this, you know, I've done this weird thing. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. That, nope. And, and frankly, most financial planners that are a little bit seasoned, you know, I would see 12 to 15 different in, uh, individuals or couples a week. And so you multiply that by 48 to 50 weeks a year. I'd seen everything, Jen. So people ask me, like, what is the weirdest thing? So, so if I'm not it, what is <laughs> this is it? So I'm sitting in this meeting with, with this couple, Teresa and Wayne, and they have just brought back their homework after our first meeting, and they've agreed to hire me, and they're showing me their budget. So they wrote down all the different line items of their budget, and I'm walking down through their line items, and specifically, specifically, it says, trips and vacations, and they have a number. And then it says gifts, and they have a number. And then they filled in movies out as a number, and they filled in restaurants out as a number. And then there's a generic line that says entertainment, and it says $500 a month. Mm -hmm. These people kind of had a tight budget. And so we've already got we've already got movies in there. We've already got eating out in there, which are two big ones that uh -huh. cost money. We've already got trips. We've got gifts. We got vacations. Like what the hell's the five hundred bucks? So I just casually and and at this point nothing. You know I'm just doing my job as a financial planner, kind of like you said with the rental car people. I said, so what's this five hundred bucks? And then it got interesting, Jen, because they <laughs> immediately they both clammed up. And then I now imagine where it's going. <laughs> Now I've gone from, I don't really care to, I intensely care what this 500 bucks is. And then Teresa turns to Wayne and says, I told you we shouldn't have put that in there. And then Wayne goes, but he said to put everything. And then Teresa goes, yeah, but we shouldn't have put that. <laughs> and now, now my, you know, I'm already at 11. Now I'm at like a 15 on a scale of one to 10. Like I, I totally got to know. And I said, well, guys, it's no big deal. No, you know, no judgment. What is it? And we'll figure out if we can cut it. Like, I don't even really care. So I say, because now I do care. But I say out loud, I really don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm going to pretend like I don't care what this thing is that I'm going to talk about later on Jen's podcast. So just, so just, you know, we, we can do it or not, but I just want to know if we can cut it. And Teresa goes, no, we'll tell you what it was. Wayne goes, are you sure you want to tell him? <laughs> Teresa goes, yeah, I'll tell him. It's pot. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Not the direction I thought it was, but yeah. <laughs> now, now I, I am not an avid pot smoker. However, I do think that $500 a month on marijuana might be a, a fair amount of marijuana. I would <laughs> like, think. Yeah, I'm like, not sure what the pricing is. <laughs> I don't have any idea. Uh, but $500 on pot was the weirdest thing that, uh, that I've seen. That is interesting. So the story that comes to mind in terms of client, it's not a client story, but it's a, a son story and it has nothing to do with pot or any weird things like that. But several years ago, when they were in elementary school, well, my youngest is still in elementary school. They have the book fairs where they go and buy books. And so me, the thrifty person, uh, I told them, here's $20, buy the books, whatever books you can for $20 and left it at that. 
because I'm like, they don't need $40 of books. And so my oldest, I was just, <laughs> he, he came home with like 10 books. And I'm thinking, if I've been to those books affairs and they're each four or five dollars. Sometimes some things are seven dollars. I'm like, how in the world did you do this? And he's like, well, it was buy one, get one half off. And in those, usually those situations, I, what he actually did was, so if a book was five dollars, he would find a book with that it was exactly five dollars so he can get the best bang for his buck. He took the time that I don't normally take out of that. So, he told me that I'm like, I mean, it was a proud moment. Maybe it's not the funniest story, but it was, but it was like, I don't even do that. I don't have the patience to do that. Right. So if it was buy one, get one half off. If I don't see something at that same price, you can forget it. I'm not going to take the time to do that. I'll just take whatever, even if it's like $2 and I get half off right of that $2. But it was just, it, it made me laugh. For me, it's funny. And it obviously was a proud mom moment as well. I was going to say, kid gets a gold star. Nice yes. job. <laughs> so I wonder how long it took him to pick those out. I didn't even ask because just the thought of having taken that time, I, I don't have the patience for it. I just couldn't. <laughs> it's a weird thing about where I live. I love, you know, different cultures, different areas. I love to travel for that reason. But we lived in Michigan. Everybody that we knew got a discount on a car because you knew somebody that worked for the car company. So everybody had it. Like if you were the one person that didn't have a discount on the car, you must be a transplant. You must be new. So then I moved to Texarkana, Texas, where we live now. And now when you go into the meat department, every single meat thing is buy one, get two free. Really? Yes. Yes. Meat and is, is it good meat? No, absolutely not. It is, it is not. And you know what they're doing is they're taking the rest and they're bringing it locally to the local places, like whatever they can't sell on the high end to everybody else. Right. And they're taking it to us. But but hey, you know, for a stew or a soup or a, or a stir fry or something, it's, it is fine. But it's funny. You told that story about your son in the book fair. Uh-huh. And it reminds me of a moment that my wife reminds me about a lot. We were, so our book fairs always were at the end of parent-teacher conferences. And the mm-hmm. reason, and the school did this strategically was that, you know, you get done with a parent-teacher conference and you take your kid to buy a book. So the kid would wait in the hall while mom or dad or mom and dad in our case would sit and talk to the teacher. And then you come back out, you grab your kid and you'd say, hey, congratulations, you had a nice parent-teacher conference. Let's go buy a book. So back then, people wrote checks all the time to me when I was a financial advisor and they'd maybe fund their IRA or whatever it was, and I'd take care of all the paperwork for them. So they wouldn't write it directly to me. They write it to whatever the fun family was. And I so I got really interested, Jen, in check art. You know, like people would pay extra to have this cool art on their on their checks. And we got in line after we picked out our books with our twins. We get in line behind our friends, Dick and Sue. And uh, Dick, by the way, coolest guy ever. For three years, I had sat next to Dick at my daughter's soccer games, his daughter and my daughter on the same team. And he worked for Bird's Eye, the frozen foods. And I would sit next to him and we would just chat away. And he was just the nicest guy. He'd be sitting there on the sideline. I'd walk up and I'd say, hey, Dick. And I put my chair down and Dick and I would have this fantastic chat. So three years, Dick and I are buddies. And then I see Sue, who's right in front of us. Dick and Sue are right in front of us now at parent-teacher conferences at the Scholastic Book Fair. And I'm right behind them. And I notice Sue takes out her checkbook. And being interested in check art, I kind of look across over (sighs) Dick's shoulder at the check art. And what I see isn't just they don't have any cool check art. The check says, Mark and Sue Sheppy. 
Marvelous. Which means for the last three years, <laughs> out of all the names I could have picked, I thought that Mark's name was Dick. Oh, for that is... God knows what reason. So I would walk up to Mark at the beginning of every stinking <laughs> soccer game and go, hey, Dick, how are you doing? <laughs> I can. And he never corrected you. He, he was the nicest guy. He didn't correct me once. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And Cheryl kept going, why you picked Dick? <laughs> Out of all the names. But that was the one I went with. So from then on, uh, I... Oh. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this this has been fun, Joe. And I wanted to bring you on for these money stories or funny money stories for you to share, because like I said, <laughs> you're always hilarious to me. And you also are doing with your podcast, Stacking Benjamin, it's, it's based on humor. It's also you're not supposed to learn anything, but you really do. And you're taking this podcast on a live show. So tell us, a little bit about why you're doing that. Where is this going to happen? When? All the details. Oh, well, thanks for letting me talk about this because this makes me excited and nervous as I'll get out at the same time, <laughs> Jen, as you can imagine. Our show is, you know, we're always in my mom's basement with uh, great guests like yourself on the show. And we have a lot of fun there. But our show, everyone has told us, is tailor-made for a live show. And I think it mm -hmm. is, too. Because we do so much humor and it's so quick. Uh, the pacing is quick. We don't dive into topics like you often dive into topics here, which is fantastic. We're just not that. We're just a, hey, introduction to this. It's almost like watching the Tonight Show or the uh, whatever, the, the morning shows, like the Today Show or something. And there's often humor that we want to do that we can't do because it's all radio-based, because it's mm -hmm. all off. So we thought, what if we could do some physical stuff too? So we are coming to three different comedy clubs. We're going to be in Orlando on September 25th. Um, and I'll share the link at the end of this. But Orlando, September 25th. And we're going to have people on locally. Josh Elledge from Savings Angel will be on with us. We're going to have uh, Eric and Wendy Nissan from DIY Fund and talking about fintech in the Orlando area. TIAA is coming with us and, you know, they're a nonprofit. So they're going to shine a spotlight awesome. on a nonprofit person, somebody who's giving back to the Orlando community. But then we'll also have people like Paula Pant will be with us, who's on our show answering questions. We're doing two for the price of one, which means that you're getting two podcasts for the price of one. We're always going to have an opening show in Orlando. It's going to be Chris Browning's Popcorn Finance, awesome. which is a mutual friend of ours that we love, Chris. So that's in Orlando, September 25th. October 9th, two weeks later, we'll be in Kansas City. They're having a fintech festival then. We're going to have a lot of fintech on. We're also going to have, uh, by the way, Chris Costello from Bloom is going to be our guest co-host over the whole thing. That guy's a riot. What are we going to do? Oh, in Kansas City, we are going to have Carrie Olson on, who I think you know Carrie, don't you? Yes. Yeah, she's a voiceover artist, and she and my announcer guy, Doug, might fight over who's going to be the new <laughs> Stacky Benjamins announcer there. Mom will call on every show. And then in Detroit, Shannon Kaysan, who might be the best storyteller I've ever heard, is going to tell a story. He's Detroit-based. He tells a great story. He's going to tell a different one on our show. He tells a great story about when he was managing a bank inside of a grocery store, and he saw all this money, and he had a gambling problem. The money was supposed to go into an ATM machine. He thought he'd borrow it for a while and take it down to one of the casinos in downtown Detroit and uh, make more of it. So he he has told that story. You can Google that story and you'll find the rest of it. But he tells fantastic stories. He's been on Snap Judgment. He's been on The Moth. He's going to be one of our guests, as will be Cat Alford in Detroit, Andy Hill, some other great online names that we know. And um, I can't wait. Uh, but that's October 24th. 
So September 25th at the Improv in Orlando, October 9th, the Improv in Kansas City, and Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale, just north of Detroit, on October 24th. And tickets are only 10 bucks. That and is so awesome. StackyBenjamins.com forward slash tour. And I'll make sure I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. I've had the pleasure of being, because we both attend FinCon, I've had the pleasure of seeing you all at like a portion of Stacking Benjamins live and the energy. And of course is hilarious and I really enjoyed it. So I can only imagine how this is going to be. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I know I'm going to miss the one in Orlando, but it's going to be a riot. It's hilarious. It would only be better if you could have been on our Orlando show. That's the only that that was that was good. That that was good. Well, money spent here. No, I'm kidding. Oh my goodness, Joe. Well, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you sharing those funny money stories because we need a break uh, from uh, sometimes the challenges we may be having financially. So this was a nice break to talk to you about your money stories. I shared some of, well, mine weren't as funny as yours, but you know, I try. And so I appreciate you sharing that. And I'll be sure to uh, link up your the live tour of your show because that's going to be so amazing. So I appreciate you being here. Well, thanks for sharing and thanks for the time. This has been a blast. I love laughing about money. Oh, I can tell. And and it's funny for you listening. I'm He doesn't see me on camera. I forgot I didn't put my camera on, but I have been seeing in his facial expressions and his laughter. I mean, he has to like, you know, move away from the mic. It's He's just hilarious. It's funny. <laughs> so I appreciate you, Joe. I hope that you enjoyed this episode a little bit different, a little bit of different spin from our other shows. And as you can tell, Joe's just a real funny guy. That's why I wanted to have him on and really share some of his stories because I wanted you to think about your money stories and uh, your experiences because sometimes they are awkward. Sometimes they are scary like they were for Joe. And sometimes we just have to make light of it, move on, make sure we learn from them and just laugh, right? When it's appropriate. Granted, each story is a little different. So I'm not saying laugh at each, every single one. So I wanted also to make sure if you enjoyed this episode with him, he did mention his live tours. If you're in anywhere near Orlando, Kansas City, Michigan, check out the site stackingbenjamins.com forward slash tour for the dates uh, so you can check them out live. And I'm telling you, I've been there in person where when they've done this live and it is a riot, like in a good way, a riot when you just completely laugh hysterically. That's how it is. It's fantastic. They do a phenomenal job. So moving on to La Mención Semanal, the weekly shout out. This week it goes to Amanda R. for starting such a great conversation on deciding between job choices, furthering education versus taking on more debt. There was some great discussion on potential options. So thank you, Amanda, for asking the question, asking for feedback, asking for suggestions on your personal situation, because we can all learn from each other. Now... I hope that in listening to this, if as I mentioned, that those funny money stories gave you some motivation to keep things light when things are tough, because let's face it, things do get tough from time to time. And we all have those crazy stories. And actually, I didn't share one of mine because we could have gone on and on, Joe and I, and I wanted to make sure that he shared his stories. But there's a story as well 
that I'm sure that you may relate to where I was at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is like my favorite place to shop for groceries. Granted, I have to supplement at Target and for things that I can't find at Trader Joe's, but I was in Trader Joe's gathering some stuff and I was about to get in line. And essentially how we spend our grocery money, we have that money in one particular account. So there's the debit card that I use and the debit card that my husband uses. And so we have to communicate with each other because there's only a set amount every single month as to what we're spending. It just makes us make sure that we stay within the budget. Well, I happen, I usually just check way prior to even going to Trader Joe's to see, okay, what is the balance? How much do we have? What do we need? All that good stuff. Well, this time I didn't. I was literally had the stuff in the cart. I had, was in line. I decided to, well, let me go ahead and check the balance, right? So I checked the balance and there wasn't enough for what I needed. So long story short, I go to make a transfer because I'm like, well, this is an easy fix. I go to make a transfer and it wasn't working. Like the app was down some, I don't know if it was the app, a combination of that or the internet. So here I am thinking, what in the world? I'm frustrated, one, because there was some, you know, lack of communication and two, it wasn't working. And I was mad at myself for not doing this prior to even making the trip. So I had already made the trip and wasted time. And uh, anyway, so it was frustrating. So of course, granted, I was in the line, but <laughs> uh, I was not being checked out yet. So I go back, put the stuff back, get in the car. And then for whatever reason, I'm, I'm about to drive away, but I'm like, let me go ahead and uh, see if the app is still down. Well, I had put all that stuff back on the aisles <laughs> because I couldn't buy it. And then the app worked, right? So... <laughs> I didn't go back in because I was already frustrated enough as it is. But yeah, so that that's another story. Uh, and really the lesson I learned or really a reminder is to really check like what is going on before we get to the store. It could have been worse, right? It could have been that I was already checking out things and they're about to tell me you owe this amount. Uh, you have to pay this amount. That would have been worse, right? So... <laughs> But yeah, so there, that's another one. So I just want you to keep things light because it doesn't do us any good when we, obviously we're going to get stressed from time to time, but it doesn't do us any good to maintain that stress, right? So we have to keep it light, move on, uh, find the positive in things, learn from the lessons, learn from those things, right? And just apply it for next time. So I hope that you got value out of this. Now, if in listening to today's show, you were thinking back to some of your stories and it still pains you and you haven't been able to move on, just be sure to grab my a free copy of my daily money ritual over at jenhempill.com forward slash ritual. My daily money ritual literally is just a worksheet that will help you increase your confidence and ease in how you handle your money so you can think of the stories that cause you pain and they can become funny ones and you learn something from it along the way. Now, next week, we will be on break until October 4th. But of course, we won't be leaving you on your own as we will, there will be some replays and some mini episodes as well for you to look forward to. 
So that is it for today. I want to thank Joe for being with us, for sharing some hilarious stories, for sharing what he learned, because sometimes even sharing those stories, notice that sometimes it, you know, he's like, oh, you know, this makes me look like whatever um, he expressed. So he was vulnerable, but it's good to be vulnerable sometimes as scary as it is. But anyways, that's enough for my rant because really that my rant was a little earlier. <laughs> uh, so make sure you check out the show notes on where to find Joe, where to find the live tour show over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 153. And also don't forget, as usual, if you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with a friend, family member, stranger, or co-worker. So I will talk to you in the replays and the mini episodes. Ciao!